Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how we doing today, bub? I'm doing pretty well now, man. Uh, got got through. I had a, a speech to make in front of a big group of people, so, you know, I'm sure you can imagine how I felt about that all week. Oh, yeah. Finally got that out of the way earlier today, and uh, and we got some big news Right before that, too. Literally, right. But yes, uh, the the CBA, there's been an agreement. We're going to have a 162-game season. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very exciting. I did not expect it. I, again, like we talked about last week, last few days, we heard that they, they were really close, and then we heard that they weren't close at all. Yep. And then I had no idea what to expect. I I was starting to think about giving up on it because there's people still talking about it. We're probably not even going to have baseball. And then suddenly this afternoon, everybody's posting stuff about it. Everybody's back. Everybody's back. Baseball's back. Everybody's posting the old play ball stuff, all the memes and gifs and gifs and I'm just glad. I'm just glad we got a full season. I don't want to hear people talk about how they lost their love for baseball or whatever. We're playing the whole season. The spring training. Uh, you're, they have to report by Sunday. You can get there as early as tomorrow. So, I mean, this is on, man. We're on and popping. Everything is time to go. And baseball is back. So, have you read anything about the new CBA? I haven't had a chance to see too much about it. Um, there was something really interesting about it, but you go ahead first. If there's What jumped out at you? Uh, what jumped out to me? Designated hitter. We knew that was going to be league-wide. Love that. Double headers, nine innings, baby. Double headers, nine innings. Baseball game. So, in other words, every game is going to be a baseball game. Thought about you immediately when I heard that. Every game is going to be an actual baseball game instead of whatever they decided to do with that before. And extra innings. Extra innings. No stupid, slow beer league softball runners starting on second base crap. Back to normal. Back to baseball. We're playing baseball again. One thing that I really like about this, starting next year, they're going to have um, – they are going to have – I'm going to see what they call it. They call it a – okay, Rule 5 draft. Uh, now I can't find it off the top here. But they're going to bring a group of people together for, like, a competition committee. Uh, there'll be – I believe it's four active players, uh, six people that the that Major League Baseball will um, will put in there, and one umpire. And if they decide to do anything different, if they, you know, whether it's pitch clocks or, you know, any of these other crazy rules, you know, uh, automated, automated strike zone, anything like that is going to be, um, they'll, they'll have 45 days to implement it. So they, if they'll give everybody 45 day warning, be able to imp- implement any changes, but it'll be, it won't just be baseball doing it. You'll have active players. You'll have an umpire in the, in the room and they'll be meeting uh, starting 2023 on that. So that's all. That's a big one for me. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't want to see the automated strike zone, but a pitch 
clock or, or, or something like that. And they talked about, they're going to go over, you know, how, what kind of shifts you can do and how many times you can shift. I hate that. That is, that is the dumbest thing in the world. That's like all of a sudden saying, okay, in the NBA, we're not allowed playing zone anymore. Okay, well, we're playing for a while. They did. Yeah, exactly. But that's stupid, right? I mean, it's defense. Yeah, you're playing defense to win the game. You are put you as a coach are putting your team in the best possible place to win the game, to win the battle. So so if I want to shift the guy over here, look, man, that field is big. There's no reason I shouldn't be allowed to do that. Hit the ball the other way. Hit it where they ain't. Hit it where they ain't. You know what I mean? It's that simple. So things like that will be talked about um, in there. Opening day, April 7th, Thursday, April 7th, uh, the playoff tournament. We're going to – the playoff tournament. The playoffs. Technically, it is a tournament. This might – actually, now that I think about it, this might be my favorite part. Okay. Have you heard this, what they're doing with the playoffs? Uh, I did hear a little bit about it, but, but go ahead. So it was 10 teams, right? Yeah. We had 10 teams before. It will now be 12 teams in the playoffs, six from each side. So you have three wild cards. And three division winners. The top two division winners will not play in the first round. Mm-hmm. There will be what they call the wild card round now. And thank Jesus, our Lord and Savior, there is no longer the one game playoff. It is gone out of here. Next. See you later. I cannot stand that. You're in a playoff series, but it's one game. I hate it. That's the stupidest thing in the entire world. Everything in baseball is in series. I don't, it, so they did shorten it. Obviously, you have to if you got a team on a bye, right? They've got to get those games over quick. So it'll be a – there'll be two, three-game series. So best of three. Uh, it could be as short as two games, two days, boom, the other team's getting ready to play right away uh they didn't i know that you don't want to give a team too much rest because that can really screw up uh you, if you don't get your pitchers thrown the pitchers don't throw consistently even if you're throwing a bullpen that is not the same as going out there and actually throwing in a game so uh i, I i'd like i like that i like that good I'm, I'm yeah i'm glad i know you weren't crazy about expanding the playoffs but i they're doing it the right way if they're going to do it right i'm fine with this i'm fine with this 14 was getting there was talk of 14 yeah. that was getting to be too much um i agree because you're, you're talking about getting getting teams probably under 500 at, at that point and it, it, you don't need that it's the same deal it happens in the nba every year couple teams under 500 couple games under 500 end up in the playoffs they end up getting booted easily quickly mm-hmm. anyway or whatever but um yeah I, I i was a guy that loved game 163 when it happened game 163 but, so stupid. but i'm i'm fine with not having it anymore because they're doing all the tiebreaker stuff it's you know it's about record it's about your body of work and all that i'm, I'm good with that uh, i i don't mind the exp- expanded playoffs at all um and like we said I, I think they're doing it the right way the the best teams that won the divisions are getting buys they don't have to play that first round i think yep. that's right um, so yeah, I was excited about that. Yes, absolutely. Um, what, what's another, what was the thing you were, that you were saying you were interested in? Cause I've got another thing I would, I'd like to talk about what they've done with, uh, what they're going to do with arbitration. Arbitration is not changing that much, but what they're doing with the, the rookies and the, and the kids that are in arbitration, they've been talking about putting a bunch of money into a pool for them, uh, to, to get these guys a little more money at the end of the year, based on playing how you played. There's stuff in there I want to talk about too. So, well, that's, that's the, 
that's the thing. I didn't really get to see all the exact details, what they finally settled on, on that stuff. So my thing is kind of a big picture thing. So I feel like I want to hear about that. Okay. First. And then I'll tell you what my thing at the end. All right. So, uh, let's see here. So we'll start off the, let's see, five-year agreement, uh, includes increased minimum salaries starting at $700,000, uh, this year, uh, up to 780 by the end of this five-year, is it a five-year deal? Five-year deal. Um, a new $50 million pre-arbitration bonus pool will, will reward the top young players in the game. Um, so that is going to be where, where if you are, and they'll get into this, if you're one of the top two players in rookie of the year voting, you, I wonder if it says it in here, maybe it doesn't. If you're, here we go. Uh, if you're one of the top two spots in rookie of the year voting, you will receive a full year of service time regardless of how many days they spent in the majors. So, you know, all these guys wait until like April 30th or April 18th, whatever that day is to bring guys up. That way they, they might be the best young player in their organization, but they wait to bring them in. So they get an extra year of arbitration on them. Right now, if you're in the top two and rookie of the year voting, you get, no matter when they brought you up, you get it. So in hopes, um, in hopes that you could see the top prospects debut earlier in the season than in the past. So it'll, it, the change in option rule is significant as it will limit teams the ability to continue. Oh, never mind. This is options. I keep reading. Continue. No, I, okay. So they're saying so if Nick Lodolo, the Reds start him, you know, he's their third or fourth starter or whatever, coming right out of spring training this year. Um, he has no service time in the big leagues yet. He he plays the entire year, wins rookie of the year. Is he is does he now have two years or no. it's just the one okay. no it's just the you're guaranteed you basically what they're doing is guaranteeing you that first year of service time okay. no matter when you come up so that's the point though is so these teams bring them up at the beginning of start spring training they're like man i got this stud you know uh it, he's he could be rookie of the year he's that good okay well we're gonna lose a year of eligibility with him anyway let's just bring him on the team now in, instead of waiting until that April, whatever that date is. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. Uh, I think it should probably be more than just the top two. I think if you're in whatever how, top five or 10 of rookie of the year, you should get it. But I'm sure they had to negotiate some things on that, on that behalf. Sure. So that 50, that 50 million, does that go to the four players, the, the top two guys? It'll go to, um, does it say that? Yeah. So let's see. It doesn't say exactly where. It just says um, reward to the top young players in the game. So I don't know exactly who that's going to. If it's just to those four, if they're splitting between those four, or if there's going to be, you know, 20 guys that are going to split up that 50 million. Some of them may get a couple hundred grand. Some of them may get five million, you know, something like that. I'm not 100% sure. And I'm sure there will be a much more inclusive breakdown of how this is going to work. Yeah. Uh, this is just kind of a quick hits that I was reading before we came on because it literally happened a couple of hours before we came on this. Yeah. Um, which was perfect timing. Once in a while we get these little gems like that. And sometimes we're, sometimes yeah. stuff happens on <laughs> Thursday or Friday during the week, right after we record. And we're yeah. like, now what are we going to talk yeah. about? This is a week old. So, yeah, exactly. By the time we get here on Wednesday or Thursday this week, it's like, Oh man, yeah. yeah, it's not even point talking about it. So, go ahead. So the the the, uh, the threshold, the competitive balance threshold. Um, what did they What did they settle on on that? Did that Does it say that the competitive balance? Because uh, that was a big. Oh, you're talking about money. Okay, yeah. yeah. So competitive balance tax threshold 
uh, is going to is two hundred thirty million dollars this year, and it'll increase up to two hundred forty four. Do you know what it was going into this? Uh, I thought it was like right at two hundred. So I, yeah, I thought it was it's somewhere like right at 200, 210. So it's going to move up to 230, uh, increase to 244. Hey, there's going to be a six-pick draft lottery, and it's got limits. I love the rules on this. If you, So I'm going to try to read this, and, and, and hopefully it makes sense. Um, let me go to this draft here because it, it's very difficult. All right. This so is for, This is for our – Big baseball people. This is that's what this is for. So if you're not, this is going to be a rough one for you guys. But this is look, it's on YouTube. It's Fast on, forward to the, yeah. Drag your finger. Yeah, a little, move it to wherever piece. you want. Uh, drag. <laughs> oh, I forgot it's on YouTube. Look at that gut. So anyway, um, I liked when we sat behind desks so people couldn't see as much as me. But this is much better for room and depth in this room. By the sure. way, we match pretty well. Your hat and my yeah. sweatshirt. Yeah, you got the pretty you got nice. the Pacers. I got the the Brew Crew. Um, all right, so here we go. There will be a lot. Of, I'm going to read this. All right. So this may, this may come off a little awkward. I'm ready. There will be a lottery for the top six picks, which will be the most aggressive draft lottery in sports. The NBA's lottery is for uh, the top four picks. The NHL is for the top two picks. And the NFL does not have a lottery. So the lottery odds will be determined by the reverse order of winning percentage. Makes sense. With the teams with the three worst records all having an equal chance at the top pick, 16.5%. All other of the 18 non-postseason clubs will be eligible for the lottery as well, so they'll make up the rest. Um, though clubs that receive this is my this is what I like. Clubs that receive revenue sharing are ineligible to receive lottery selections in three consecutive years. Oh, okay. So it forces you if you're getting money that you're not just holding on to that money and just keep on losing and putting that money in your back pocket. It forces you to try to, you know, you're, you're going to miss a year, at least one year. All right. So then we got, if that makes sense, is that, do you think that's enough? I mean, do you think it should be even more strict than that? Well, th there's more rules to this. So, um, uh, where are we at here in three straight? Okay. And non, so then also, also, if you are a non-payee, so part of that three-year thing, you cannot receive, if you do not pay into uh, the revenue sharing, then you cannot receive lottery selections in consecutive years. Okay. I mean, it's a little goofy the way that whole thing reads, but basically it's, that's the competition side of things, right? That's okay. We're, you're getting a bunch of money because it's called a competitive sharing, whatever they want to call it, tax. But at the same time, don't just be sticking that money in your back pocket and you know get out there. That's there to be used to make you competitive. So spend it. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So there you go. That's I, like that. I, I act like there was a bunch of rules. That's that's pretty much the does big it, one. Does it say anything? Because I think from what I heard, the the whole international draft. Uh, is being kind of pushed back a That's little bit. That's being tabled for now. So uh, they have until July 25th to decide whether or not they want to implement the international draft in the future. So they have until July 25th to make that decision. So they should get together about the 23rd or 24th. Yeah. And, and then disagree for years. a while about it. And, and then, then come down at midnight and make a, make a decision. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. If it is agreed to, then free agent draft pick compensation will be eliminated. 
I don't know what that means. If the okay. two sides cannot come to agreement, then the current international signing system and draft pick compensation system, including the qualifying order, will remain intact. So they basically are saying we can change this whole draft thing if we want to change it. Yeah. I kind of like the way they got the draft and the international thing. I don't know how you would do that draft because there's not always, it's not always like you're going to get 30 guys where everybody's going to be able to pick. I mean, what happens if you don't want one of them? You just say, ah, I don't, I don't want to uh, give up my spot in the international draft. Yeah. It, uh, you know, there's still a lot of stuff about that and the regular draft that confuses me. Yeah. Um, all the stuff about if you have a, if you lose a guy to free agency, you get, uh, you get draft pick compensation for that. That's all that, that gets pretty muddy sometimes. And, and um, it's hard for me to keep up with that stuff. Maybe it's not as complicated as I make it out to be in my head, but it um, is super complicated. No, it is super com- complicated, <clears throat> but I think they're trying to fix some of that. Yeah. I, I was hoping they would simplify it a little bit. Um, but anyway, whatever they decide, it sounds like there's still some work to be done there. But the important thing is that they got this thing done. They got an agreement made, and we're going to start playing baseball in a couple of weeks here. And uh, and that's exciting. Now, the, the thing – did you have anything else that, that really jumped out or that you wanted to uh, look at? There was uh, something part of that draft that I wanted to try to reread real quick. Um, no, never mind. Yeah, for the top six. Never mind. Nope. Okay. I, I thought they were, they were limiting – they were talking about limiting the number – of rounds in the draft because major league baseball has like 110 rounds. That's not a joke, by the way. Yeah. It's really that many rounds. It's insane. Like every kid in college and every good high schooler gets drafted. Everybody does. And then they all just turn it down and, you know, they're keep on going about their business. It's the, I I can't, it's too much, but anyway. Yeah. So the, the thing that, that jumped out at me and I want to see why you think this happened. The executive, uh, the executive committee that's, that is elected by the players to represent them. So it's like eight, it's eight guys Mm -hmm. um, that on this executive committee for the players association, they all turned this down. I did hear that. Yes. They all turned it down, but the, the player reps for each team. So there's 30, (laughs) So, so 30, 30 teams. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I, I got a little uh, Reese's peanut butter cup stuck in my throat earlier. I had a coughing fit. I was glad to get it out of there. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I feel you. <clears throat> 26 to four is what the, is what the reps from the teams, they voted to agree to, to the, to it, to the proposal. Yes. Um, why do you think such a discrepancy there? Um, oh, I think it's pretty simple. The guys that are in charge that are leading it, they think they're, they think the whole reason they're doing this is to help the young players that they, that they say it all the time. We want to make things better for the younger guys. We're going to increase minimum salaries. We're going to do things with minor league contracts, blah, 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 blah. But in the end, those young guys that are playing right now just want to get paid. So they're going to, they want to play. So you've got guys that are on rosters that they want to get this thing going, man. It's time. I need money. I got to put, look, these guys, I know it's going to sound crazy, but a lot of these dudes live day to paycheck to paycheck, right? Like they're spending incredibly insane amounts of money. I mean, most of them probably aren't. I'm sure they're 99% are putting, but people, people are ready to get that influx of 
cash coming back into their into their pockets you know what i mean wives girlfriends are probably like you better you better accept whatever they give you i need a 10 million dollars a year or whatever yeah so i don't know that's that's the only thing i can think of because yeah the the player reps that were arguing and getting not talking and you know having a, a two minute meeting and stuff like that those were the guy every one of them turned this down and I think a lot of them, because they're in the, maybe it's also too, because they've been in all these meetings and they just have such a uh, dislike for those, for, for the people that they were, you know, negotiating with, that they were like, people said, they're just going to turn it down all the time. But thankfully we got it through. Yeah. that That's exactly what I thought it might be. Um, I, I could be way off base, but I, I, it seems like because they're on the front line of, of trying to go back and forth with these guys and there's that, that, uh, that dislike, like you said, or, or whatever the word is toward the owners, uh, he continues to grow as they continue to, you know, tell each other they're insulting each other with the, the next proposal or yep. whatever. Um, so those guys are in that room and I, I agree with you. I think that's probably it. Um, and then the guys that are that are maybe at home or listening in on Zoom or whatever are like and, and talking to everybody else on their club. Yeah. And and hearing the young guys that those that those other guys, the executive guys are are fighting for. They're yeah. like, I think you're probably right. They're like, look, we love this. And look, they did make some concessions. The owners did make some concessions. They went in the direction we want them to go. Maybe they didn't agree to exactly what we want, but that's how negotiations work. You're never going to get exactly what you want. You got to figure out a time to, that's yeah. it. That's what we're going to, that's as close as we're going to get. Got to do it. And they want to play. Everybody wants Everybody to play. Wants to play. Everybody can, wants to see baseball come, man. All these players are hearing it from their dads, their moms, their uncles, their friends. When you, what are you guys doing? Are you going to play? You're ruining this. You da, 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 da. Yeah. These guys want to do it too, man. They're ready. And that's the thing for the people that, that are, those kinds of people that are like, I'm sick of these spoiled players, you know, getting paid millions and complaining about it and stuff. They're trying to get what is fair market value for what clubs are making. So exactly. they're trying to get what they should be getting according to how like percentages about, about how they should be paid as employees yes. um, in, in that market. Uh, it, but they want to play baseball more than anything. Absolutely. And more than you want them to play, they want to play. I guarantee you. I hate the millionaire thing. Oh, put you silver spoon down, all this other stuff. I can't stand that. And the reason I don't like it is, is it they are working just like everybody else is. They are, they probably put more hours into their craft than anybody that we know that works, right? They are putting probably 12 hour days in during the season mm -hmm. and probably just, you know, seven or eight hour days in outside of that. They're, they're throwing their you you got too tight there. Uh -huh. They're throwing. There you go. So anyway, uh, Adam's trying to fix his mic. There you go. Now you got it. Now tighten it. All right. So as Adam fixes his mic, what they're with, what all they're doing is the same thing me and you do when we're like, you know what? Or the whole world did. The whole all of America did over COVID. We want to. We want to get paid more. We need. You know the these big companies are making all this money. And we're getting paid nickels and pennies. We and and it happened that people are making more money now at 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 McDonald's than I made five years ago. So it's it's insane to think about that stuff, but that's how it's working. And that's they're doing the exact same thing. Yes, they're getting millions of dollars, but 
their bosses are billionaires. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. If their teams are making billions of dollars, then they want a bigger cut of it, and they should. They deserve it. They're the ones putting everything out there and doing, putting the work in for it. Yeah, and and revenue apparently has gone up uh, consistently in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess with TV deals and everything else, because I think attendance at games has gone down, but revenue's gone up, and that's the bottom line. Uh, literally, the bottom line. Um, so uh, yeah, players want to get what they can, but they more than anything they just want to play, and now they're going to get to, and that's exciting. So get on, get your fantasy baseball drafts in, and get your whatever you do to, to get ready for the season. And it's right. It's right around the corner, man. We got, coming. we've got, we've got uh, the how King league and for our fantasy draft that I I'm sure will be coming up before we know it. Uh, seeing as I mean, baseball is right around the corner, my man. I'm, I'm so it's just, excited. It's exciting that it's so sudden. Like it, I, I did, didn't really have much hope no. more. I mean, no, I was like, I, maybe I was they'll be, figure it out. I was going to be happy if we played, if we played 80, 82 or 81 games, if we played half a season, I was going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden my phone starts going off. Hey, blah, blah, and I'm like, what is, holy cow, this really happened. Yeah. It really did happen. It has been yeah. ratified. The, the first thing I got on Twitter and, it was, I forget what account it was. It just said play ball. And I'm like, oh my God, I think I know what that means. So uh-huh. I started looking at it and it's, that's what everybody was saying. And of course I, you know, our, our friend Bobby Nightingale was, has been saying, you know, when the Reds specifically are going to be starting, which is there, that's the other thing. How do you feel about the Reds starting the year on the road? Traditionally for everybody else that is not familiar with that, the Cincinnati Reds have always started the season because they were the first team in the first official professional team in major league baseball uh, have always started the year at home. They've always got a home game. They're not always the, they used to always be the first game of the year. They're not always the first game of the year now, uh, but they are always started home. I think there's only been one other time in history that they started on, that they did not have a home game to start. Uh, And you know what? It just is what it is. This is the last two years have been crazy. Why not make it a third crazy year? Let's get let's let this be the end of it. <clears throat> Apparently, COVID's over because there's a war in Russia. So COVID's <laughs> done with. Uh, we'll have this Russian war. We'll get done with all that. Baseball, this will be the last crazy year of baseball. And then boom, we can go back to being regular people again, man. Okay. All right. We'll have a, a, a larger Russia, I guess, at that point. I, but I assume. I don't know. I don't I mean, I it sounds like they're trying to make some concessions. Like y'all can have a couple of my cities. But you know, what I mean, go ahead and expand into a couple of my cities. I'm not going to get into Russia stuff because I don't. I know about as little as there is to know about it. Uh, yeah, between the two of us, we probably know as much as anybody. How about Brittany Griner, did you hear about that? Yeah, dude, she's facing up to ten years in prison because she had some vape, that some is vapes scary. on her in Russia. And you know that the way these dudes are, they're going to be like, "Yep, I'm holding this chick. I'm holding this chick for as long as I can." That's really scary for her. it. Really, it's is. super scary, man. Her her wife's been on there, you know. Please, you know, this is a really difficult time in our lives. Da, da, da. Like, what do you do in that case? I I mean, you don't want to go to Russia to be with her because it's really, I, I imagine, very dangerous there right now. Uh, although they're fighting in Ukraine, it's but, all in Ukraine. That Russia, the thing with Russia is they've been shut down from like ninety percent of the world, so like they don't have stores selling things anymore like they don't have anything over there the ruble's worth the ruble's worth like i think it's 360 rubles for it to a dollar or something like that now wow yeah so i mean it's not like i mean it's yeah it's 
it, it that's a bad place to be. And Brittany Griner is an even worse place because she's in jail over there. So I couldn't even not even imagine that. What's a Russian jail like? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe it's the same as a jail here. I don't know, but maybe it's way worse. I don't know. Yeah, except no one speaks English. <laughs> that's the worst part. Maybe. Yep. Yep. Although if she's in a she's in a women's prison over there, Brittany Griner, she's gonna be fine. Gonna handle herself. She's gonna be fine. Brittany's gonna be fine. She's she, gonna handle herself. She's what is she, six six or something like that? Yeah. Six seven. Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. And and uh yeah. Yeah, and she's, she's a gonna, world class athlete. She, she's yeah. gonna scare people when they see her. They're gonna be like, I ain't messing with that. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. No chance. Yeah, but you know, it, it's things can get weird over there, apparently, and and you know. They can do stuff with with uh, weapons and stuff like that, I guess, if they want to or if they – I don't know what happens over there. I'm not even going to start talking about that, but it, it, that is a really scary thing, though. Yeah, Brittany Griner, poor thing. Hopefully she gets back over here sometime. So, baseball. Yeah. We got anything else to talk about? Are we just excited for Tommy Thrall and and uh, and, and Jeff Brantley to get back on the microphones and, and uh, ready to go, man? I, I'm very excited about so, it. So, real go. quick, what – Sonny Gray is one of the top five people right now being thrown out there in trade rumors already. Mm -hmm. So there, I mean, it's, it sounds like that he's been talked about quite a bit. That's the other thing is what's even more exciting is now free agency starts. Yeah, literally right now. <laughs> they have like one week to get guys signed and to their clubs. I mean, basically it's going to be weird. Listen to this list of free agents that are still out there right now. Uh, where's that here? No, there's some Carlos Correa, Chris Bryant, Trevor Story, who is unbelievable, Freddie Freeman, MVP and, and world champion, Clayton Kershaw, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, Carlos Rodon, Rodon, Rodon is that how you say his name? Uh, Michael Conforto, Anthony Rizzo, Nelson Cruz. I mean, there's big big time free agents left to be signed out there. Yep. And now all National League teams are going to have to sign another hitter because there's a DH now. Yep, yep. That's so, it. yeah, exactly those guys right. should be gobbled up pretty quickly, I would think. Oh, that's just – there's so many. There's There are still nearly 200 free agents out there and several, several hundred more minor league free agents available. I saw somebody say on Twitter today that in the next week or two, you're going to have the NCAA tournament, baseball free agency – baseball starting and i think nfl free agency too all that stuff is going to happen like basically at the same time it's good to be a sports fan right now <clears throat> yeah. good to be a sports fan i'm excited i can't wait um yeah and you got the ncaa tournament coming right around the corner kind of a kind of a, a bum bum feeling for uh our area which usually is so rich in in college basketball spirit uc is not going to make it they are they are not good. I mean, unless something happens and they turn around and win their win their their entire tournament, yeah. which they, can happen. They have to face Houston tomorrow. Yeah, but. <laughs> which can happen. Uh, but you, like you said, they got to face Houston tomorrow, and they are they just don't look that great right now. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I thought the team that was going to be the one to watch and that would be a lot of fun was going to be NKU, and they jumped out to a huge lead, not a huge lead, but a good lead on Wright State, and just could not hold on in that game uh, to lose in the finals of the horizon league tournament. I was excited for them because Xavier lost in the first round to Butler in an overtime game where uh, I'm just not even going to talk about that. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. So it's, 
Xavier's probably not going to make it as far. I mean, maybe they still have them as one of the last four in or something like that, or whatever they do that way. But in the end, let's be honest, there's always going to be at least one or two teams that win a tournament somewhere that weren't supposed to be in it. And that's going to knock them right out. That's the thing about six hours ago, Joe Lenardi had them as still one of the last four in, but there's still a lot of conference tournament games to be played over the next four days. A ton. So they're they're and they're, they're and they're not playing one. They right. don't get to play anymore. Their so, fate lies in a lot of other teams winning or losing. They can't go up from there, right? Basically, they're not going up. They can only go down. And if they're in the last four, they're probably going to stay in the last four. Yeah, God, it's I, I Travis Steele is uh, Travis Steele's on the hot seat. He's he's on the hot seat. It's going to be tough for him. They they already gave him a contract, which is weird, uh, but. He's still got to be on. The, he has to be on the hot seat after this. Four, if he goes four straight years without being in the NCAA tournament, is it four straight years? Yeah, since he's been the coach there, they have not made the tournament. Really? They went from being having the very first ever number one seed to not making a tournament four straight years. Well, I'll tell you what. If they get rid of him, uh, I mean, I I know a guy that's available. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Mack. Yeah, yeah. Chris Mack. <laughs> Chris. Has there ever been an instance where? A coach left a school and then went back to that school to coach. I, I would bet. I would bet. I um, mean, at a, at a in a, in a power six conference in basketball. I say power six in basketball because I include the Big East. But I mean, I'm a, even you could even throw in the A tens and and a couple other ones like that. But is there? I mean, I can't I, I can't think of anybody that was worth anything that went somewhere left left the next place and then came back off the top of my head. I can't think of it. It feels like there has to be, maybe it had, maybe it's happened in the NBA, but um, I don't know. It's not out of the realm of possibility though. Now he, he said he's really not interested in coaching anymore. Um, Well, for now he's not, I I could see him not coaching for a year or two. I could see that or, or him saying that and then something turned around and happened. I mean, his kids are in school now. Like they're, he's got one that's probably in junior high. He's got, uh, two more in grade school. He he probably doesn't want to uproot them again. You know what I mean? Sure. So he's probably going to hang out in Louisville for a year or two, uh, unless he has to. But at this point in time, why do it? Um, I think one of them is actually in high school. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So I, I just, I can't. And the other one is the same age as my girls. His youngest is the same age as my girls. So he's His probably boy. in kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. So he's probably in kindergarten, first grade, somewhere like that. So I don't see that happening. I'd like to, you know who I'd like to see? Even though Kelsey. he got knocked out, I keep talking, keep coming back to Kelsey, man. I would, I, I, I would keep coming that. back to Kelsey. I might, I might join you in buying, maybe not in the same section because you guys <laughs> have had this for a million years, but I would start my, start my path and get some, maybe, maybe get some six pack tickets. Yeah, yeah, six yeah. pack tickets or yeah. something like that. I think I'd do that, man. I'd wear an elder shirt every game. Absolutely. You better <laughs> believe it. You better believe it. I do the exact same thing. I try to go back and find the, 1994 or whatever he was 94 93 Three. state champion shirt maybe they could find one i know you got one sitting, yep. in, your, <laughs> sitting in your drawer somewhere yeah <laughs> find one of those rock that thing every single week oh uh, yeah no doubt about it I, I probably would start wearing more purple i would wear purple to the games all the time <laughs> i'm i'm close enough that if that that a purple could stand out to him every now and then when he's looking around you know what i mean you know what i feel it's that guy that wears purple every you know what I feel like would be really cool is if if that happened and they made purple Xavier shirts that would like be they had so, the X would be logo sweet. and the shirts just purple. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be that sweet. would be so cool. I would totally rock those. 
Then I could finally walk up to him and go, man, I got to tell you, you're the very first person, the very first coach in high school to cut me from something. I got cut from a lot of stuff in high school, <laughs> but I, the very first thing I got cut from was basketball. And it was Pat and Kelsey's then, one and only year. And then you the must have coach. talked to coach Thompson because then he followed right. <laughs> he turned around and did the same thing. <laughs> you want to string wit along right yeah. to the very end make him, him think he's gonna do it yeah. get him all, get him as far as you can he, hey, he's really good and he's really good in the warm-up stuff right so get him practicing all the way through until you gotta make that last decision obviously he's not gonna be there so it's <laughs> exactly uh, right yeah that's exactly right uh that, that would be cool i don't know what's gonna happen with uh with xavier they do still have a chance to make it in the tournament the sure. way they've played down the stretch you don't feel very good about whatever matchup, almost any matchup they're going to get. Somebody, somebody came up with a scenario that they could be play. They could play Dayton in Dayton in, in Dayton. the first in yeah. play-in game yep. or whatever. Yeah, uh, that might that'd be pretty interesting. But um, anyway, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen over the next few days, so we could really get into a lot of March Madness stuff. But there's so much that's going to happen between now and. The next, next time we're together, right? Um, it, it's there's really you, we kind of have to wait and see what happens. Next week, we'll probably do a bracket breakdown. Next week, right? We'll have yeah. the brackets out. The first four will probably be done or be playing. Well, one of them will be playing still when we get together. So, maybe we do it, we hit a little bracket breakdown next week and uh, have some fun with that. So, then in that case, then that means that we get to move on to our Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah, I love it. So, Mount Rushmore this week was way easier than I thought it was going to be. For me. Okay. Yeah. It was easier than I thought it was going to be. 1990s. 1990s catchers. Yes. The decade of the 90s. Right. And I made all kinds of stuff about if they played even one year in the 90s, you can count them. But I basically, I mean, there's only one guy that played a good amount in the 80s. I don't know. There's a couple of them. So anyway, yes. Uh, So you want to start this one off? You can go. I can tell. I can feel the excitement. Yes. Uh, and you on this one and, and it was it was a great topic all right all right so i'll start off uh here with i'm gonna let everybody know that i did not put sandy alomar jr in my top four and i like sandy alomar jr so do i but i did not put him in the top four uh number one for me in that era is pudge pudge rodriguez is by far he was the next coming of johnny bench he might be the best catcher in the history of the game. There's a very good chance. 3,000 hits are right around that number. I mean, the guy did it all. 13 gold gloves, 14 all-star appearances. I mean, what he did at the catching position was equal to what Johnny Bench did at the catching position in the 70s. Yeah. To me. So Pudge is easily number one on that list number two is obviously mike piazza dude i mean he broke the he he holds the record for home runs for a catcher i think it's 396 or whatever he's got now whatever he has but mike piazza was great man mike piazza first base you know you talk about a guy he was picked in the i can't even remember what what round was he picked and i got it written here hold yeah, on the 156th or something the like 62nd that. round 62nd round of the major league baseball draft and the only reason he was drafted is because his godfather uh, or son his was uh tommy lasorda so tommy lasorda's like yeah whatever it's our last pick hey let's take my my buddy's boy uh you know lasorda piazza all these 
all these Italians, we'll get them all over here. And he just did it to kind of be nice. The drummer, you know, the, the drummer, Mike Piazza, and it turns out to be the greatest thing that maybe he ever did. Uh, number three. Okay. Three and four. I, I bet we, I, the first two, we obviously both are going to have three and maybe not obviously, but three and four, this could be fun. So number three, I don't, and this is in no particular order. Third one I wrote down, Jason Kendall. Okay. For the Pittsburgh Pirates. I hated Pittsburgh, but I loved Jason Kendall. No batting gloves, never wore batting gloves, just grit, grind. Like you think a catcher, I think a, that's the, like that is a catcher. Gritty, grimy, just like do anything he needed to do. Do was scrappy. I feel like he always hit like 310. Like he was really good. He just, he was just a good ball player, not just a catcher he could hit too. Last but not least. Maybe my favorite player, my favorite catcher out of a well known Pudge is my favorite. Uh, former Red, former Marlin, former Padre, former uh, I, I'm pretty sure he played for like 176 teams. My favorite, I'm not going to tell you who it is because you probably already know who it is. I anyway. know who it is. All right, so I'll just say it. Benito Santiago. Sit down, he kicked that one leg out there when he's catching, just nonchalant. My favorite. My favorite Benito Santiago story, his rookie year, uh, he's catching. I think it's for Padres. And now, who would he been? He would been in the American League. I don't know who it was. Yeah, he started his career with the Padres. Did he start with the Padres? Yeah. I thought the story was Cal Ripken Jr. Maybe it was in spring training. Maybe it was in spring training. But it was like his rookie year or something like that. Maybe this was a spring training story because Cal Ripken Jr. would have been in, in the American League. So it had to be spring training. But Cal Ripken Jr. gets a, what he thinks is a good jump and is trying to steal second. And gets thrown out. And he gets back in the dugout and he goes, geez, well, please, what, did it pitch out on me? And they're like, no, it was a curveball in the dirt. He threw you out from his knees. <laughs> like, he's like, what? He's like, yeah, curveball in the dirt. And he threw you out from his knees. <laughs> you were out by a mile. <laughs> That's Benito Santiago, baby. I love that dude. Also, by the way, I believe he was on our, wasn't he in our ugliest, uh, ugliest baseball player competition oh, that we did one been. time? Yeah, might have been. Yeah. Good old that Benito. A, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Those are good four. That's a good four. Uh, I'm going to surprise you here. Okay. I'm not going to surprise you with one because Pudge is too easy. That's uh, yeah. If he's not on your, I mean, you're not qualified. He's to on. This he's on. He's on the Mount Rushmore of catchers in yeah. general. Uh, all catchers. Yeah. Uh, so that one's easy. I'm just going to make it easy. Also, Benito Santiago's easily, he was easily number two for me. Nice. Um, more than anything, his style. I mean, oh, honestly, there, yeah. there are other guys with better numbers throughout the decade, his style and the way that he was the first catcher. I remember ever seeing throw somebody out from his knees, even throw down to second from or, his knees. or first. He threw the first constantly. Yeah. He'd yeah. have that quick pick while he's down on a knee and he just, Throw that thing over to first base. Boy, you better be on your toes. Yep. And it was fun to watch him do that. Kick the leg out, kind of crouch down on, on yep. one foot almost. And uh, it, it was just fun. He, he just had a different style, and he was just really fun to watch. Fun to watch throw runners out, like you said, as a great story. Um, I actually left just for fun 
left Mike Piazza off this. Okay. So, so let me, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a couple names out there and then lose because who, who, it's going to be something different from what I did next. That's right. Okay. So let me throw a couple names. Cause you got Darren Dalton who a lot of people loved as another gritty, grimy Philly guy passed away in 2017. Uh, <clears throat> Darren Dalton, or uh, I'm trying to think who else, you know, who, uh, who I always kind of like too. speaking of the Marlins was uh uh johnson uh charles johnson charles johnson name? yeah charles johnson is on my mount rush he is Panthers. wow okay charles johnson's on there four gold gloves uh his first year was uh, the very first draft pick ever by the florida marlins was, was charles, charles johnson. johnson that did not know that that's awesome um, and, and he was a really good defensive catcher yeah. really good defensive catcher not a not a not a terrible hitter either um and it was just kind of fun. He was he was just he was a good catcher. And that Marlins, when they were first an expansion team, there was the teal and they had the big swordfish mm, logo. Yes. It was just kind of cool. You know, it was just kind of cool to to see the Marlins and to kind of like everybody kind of liked the Marlins at first just because it looked cool. It, it looked cooler team. than the Rockies, you know. Yeah. The Rockies were just kind of this weird purple with a pinstripe. It just didn't look like it fit right. Yeah. But that all teal hat, I had the Marlins all teal hat. I used to get in trouble in school all the time because I'd wear it when I wasn't supposed to. I wear it during school. And I got taken all wore, the time. You wore hats. I know you believe that. Well, <laughs> the other guy I went ahead and put on here, and his rookie year wasn't until '94. Okay. Um, but the Atlanta Braves were the best team in the '90s. The team of the decade in the '90s. Wow, okay. Um, they played in five World Series that decade, won one, mm-hmm. 1995, and that was the first year that Javi Lopez was the full-time catcher for the Florida, for the Atlanta Braves. Javi Lopez was a power-hitting catcher. Uh, he could, I, he was just one of the better hitting catchers in the league. And I, I don't know that he even, uh, let's see. I'm not sure he even won any gold gloves or anything like that, but he put up, he put up really good numbers. He, uh, per 160, sorry, per 162 games in the decade, 28 homers, 93, uh, RBIs and hit 287 per 162 games. That's so really good projected out. Yeah. For a full season. Um, I just really I loved those Braves teams, and I really liked Javi Lopez. Uh, and I, I would have liked any catcher that caught that pitching staff. To be yeah, honest with you, sure, because uh, those guys have to trust him for them to be there every you know every day or a regular catcher. Um, so I, just because I loved those teams, and he was a he was a really good hitting catcher, I went ahead and put him in there. Javi Lopez is my fourth. I love it. People left off the list. Uh, 11 years with the Mariners, Dan Wilson. Mm, yep. Dan Wilson was, was really good, good back then. Uh, Terry Steinbach. Yep. Steinbach, however you, say, however you pronounce that correctly, uh, played uh, four division crowns for the Oakland A's. And the Chicago Cubs and uh, Yankee catcher. Yankee, did Joe Girardi catch for the Yankees? No, Cubs and... Uh, yeah, he caught for the Yankees. Did he? And then he caught for the Reds for a year too, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, One of those guys. Yeah, that you the early years of the Yankee dynasty. In, uh, yeah. Um, in the late 90s. Joe Girardi. Uh, and then, let's see, Todd Hundley. 
Todd Hundley for the Mets. Um, let's see here. We said Sandy Alomar Jr. Jorge Posada. Jorge Posada. Wow, that's yeah, that's not even on this list. Yeah, no, Posada was Posada. Posada was like two thousands man. But he was there. He he wasn't he the catcher on their first World no, Series? No, 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 no. That was Girardi. Girardi was. Girardi, Girardi was. was. Yeah. It, did Posada he not? was after Girardi. Girardi caught for the Yankees in that nineties time frame. You sure? I'm I'm pretty positive. I'm 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 about ninety percent positive. Um, that 90, 96, 97, 98, 2000, I think. Uh, so no, 96, 98, 99, 2000, something like that, when they won four out of five years or whatever. So uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I think, I think Jorge Posada would have missed the 90s. Uh, Man, I could have sworn he was. So I'm going to tell you this right now. Hold on just a second here. I could have sworn I've he was right with that Jeter Pettit. Oh no, ninety-five. Yeah, you're right. Well, games played one eight. He didn't start playing. He wasn't. I mean, ninety-seven. He caught sixty games, uh, and then one hundred and twelve and ninety. No, sorry, ninety-eight was one hundred eleven games. Ninety-nine was one hundred twelve. So he was the catcher for that Yankee dynasty in ninety-eight, ninety-nine, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three. He threw okay. those early years. So, so Girardi would have. For that first Yankees, for the, the at least the first one, maybe the first two, Girardi was the catcher. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Either way, either way, but he could qualify. I mean, he was because yep, technically he would have, but I still wouldn't put Posada on there. I, I, I don't know. I'm Posada. Chris Hoyles, remember for the uh, yeah. Baltimore Orioles, uh, and then a couple of these Darren Fletcher. Uh, I think Dan Wilson might have qualified in there. He wasn't bad. He Tobinsy. I said Dan Wilson. Uh, oh, did you say Dan Wilson? Yeah, oh, you said yeah, you did man, say Dan Wilson. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of Eddie Tobinsy. Eddie Tobinsy. Yep. Eddie, Eddie Tobinsy. Joe Joe uh, Joe Oliver would would be uh, should be able to be in on those conversations. Uh, Bo Diaz, uh, good '90s catcher. Um, did he did he make he, he? I'm not even sure he was on that '90 team. I, I feel like he was out of baseball by then. Yeah, I think. I thought he was well, the backup catcher with... for the 90s team. Jeff Reed was the backup Oh, Jeff catcher. Reed, that's right. That's right, that's right, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Either way. Bo Diaz, RIP anyway. RIP, yep. Don't put a satellite up by yourself. Nah. Have, have somebody qualified do it. Yeah. That's yeah, good call. Advice for the day. All right, so that takes us to uh, Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. First thing I got, I'm going to let you go first on this. Was it? How long was this? It did not feel that long. No, I think it was only a half hour. Yeah. Okay. It was kind of cool, though, because I didn't realize that this was totally, this is one of those things where you go to the comedy cellar and just like a random, really good comedian shows up. And that's kind of how they played this whole thing. It was kind of neat. Yeah. It, yeah, it was like a pop in. It, 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 I, don't, I don't know if they sort of like set it up that way to make it look that way or if that was legit, because usually these guys are so serious about doing everything right for their specials well i think that he probably had it set up with the comedy seller like they knew that he was going to be there mm-hmm. i don't think he just showed up there that i think comedy seller knew because they had all the cameras ready to go and everything so yeah. i but i just don't think they said anything to the public yeah maybe not yep um anyway either way it was really cool i love when i love when guys do it in the old the oldest places the you know the, yep. the famous places where they came up in and all that yeah yeah the the big theaters that they get excited in yeah guys from chicago go to chicago the new york guys do it there anyway 
uh, Aziz, nightclub comedian is what it's titled. Um, and it was only about a half hour or whatever. So I, the last, I, I've never been really, really high on Aziz Ansari as a, as a stand-up comedian. Um, he's not a, an unfunny guy or anything like that. I don't really dislike him or hate him or anything like that, but his last special, uh, I forget what that, what that was called, but his last special, I was like, eh, I don't know. I, it's okay. I'm just not that, right. not that big on him. Um, this was better. Number one, I liked the intimate setting. Like I said, at the cellar. Um, and I liked that he, I kind of liked that he sat on a stool the whole time. Yep. I love that. Uh, big yeah. Jay Okerson style. He, he mm-hmm. just sat, he yep. sat on a stool and just said words. Yep. And that's my favorite kind. That's my yep. favorite kind of comedian. Um, and, and so he just talked, he just talked, he looked really relaxed. You know, he went through, uh, some, some, I don't know. I don't want to say cancel culture stuff, but hundred percent is exactly what he did. Yeah. yeah uh, he had uh, some turmoil for a while there sort of went oh. away for a little bit. What did he do? I don't even know what he did. It was something with a with a young lady that he brought back to his place at some point. Gotcha. Okay. He was accused of something, and I don't know. I I, I think it sort of died down because it, it because of exa- it because of exactly what he talked about in this special. Like things just happened, and then you know the next thing happens, and that thing is gone. So yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, now he's like in a relationship, and he li- uh, I think he said he lives in he lives in England now. I think he said. Something like that. Um, so he's doing that. Um, and he, I guess he comes back and does spots and, and does a little bit of stand up here and there and does it in, in England, wherever he lives. And I think in London. Um, so he, he, I, I just liked, I just liked the kind of calm, uh, just sort of the calm thing where he's just like, all right, you know what? This is kind of like I, I've experienced some stuff in my career. I'm just going to sit here and talk and try to be funny for a little bit. Yeah. You know, sort of like Chappelle does a lot. Yep. He, 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 he puts on his own shows and fields in Yellowstone. And, yeah. Or whatever uh, it's called yellow Springs, yellow Springs. Um, and he'll just sit there. If he just wants to, if he wants to make it a comedy show, great. If he wants to sit there and talk about something in the news, he feels like he wants to talk about, he does whatever he wants. And no matter what he, he smokes during the whole thing. Yeah whether it's allowed or not. Um, so, but anyway, so Aziz kind of did it that way. Um, and it was, it was pretty funny. I liked it better than some of the other stuff. He's been really animated and he, he gets loud and his voice is kind of unique. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, but this was a little more, this was a little more subdued and, and I liked it. Um, I, I wrote down ice cube colonoscopy. That was a great uh, story. It was so great. <laughs> Uh, but that's uh, good. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote that down and I remember, um, he pulled out, he actually had a flip phone. Mm -hmm. He's using a flip phone because he doesn't want to have to deal with all the, he's not getting on Twitter on that phone. He's not getting Mm -hmm. on Instagram on that phone. He just has it for talking on the phone or text messaging if he needs to. And that's it. And and he's like, kind of like escaping the world the way it is right now. And, And that's really good for a lot of people. If you can do that. Um, so anyway, those were the two things that I, that I remember. And that, that kind of stood out to me a little bit. Um, I'm not a big political comic guy and he did a lot of politics, but I think he did it right. Yeah. Like he talked about what he believes in 
right? He, he, you know, he got his, he got three different shots or something like that from three different manufacturers or, you know, it's kind of funny yeah. how he came about that. But in the end, he's like, yeah, what do you guys think about Aaron Rodgers? And they have people, ah, it sucks. Cause this would have been around when Aaron Rodgers lied about him being immune. And he's making fun of that for a second. But then it was like, but also what shot, what do you care? Like what, yeah. well, who are you guys to be this? You know, and I love that. How he then he puts it right back on him, like shut up. Basically, I, so I was kind of into that, like, like the the whole gray area thing, right? Like, why is everybody got to either love or hate everything? Just just be yourself and do you, and forget about everybody else for a minute. Which goes back to the flip phone. Like, I don't need to be in on whatever topic. Who I don't even know who he was, who he was talking about through. Asian tea at an Asian or so. I don't even know what he was talking about with that, who that person was, but the whole point is it's these stories are here and there and he did it funny, man. He did a really good job. I like this dude a lot. Anyway, go ahead. At least in this special. Oh, no. I, uh, the only thing I have left to do is, is give it a rating and I gave it a 3.7. I gave it a 4.0. Nice. I did four. I went 4.0. I, I really, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought he did a good job, man. He he. I, the thing I didn't like was the ending. It just felt like it ended. I felt like this more happened after the hat, and they just cut it off. Whatever he's typing on his little phone to text the comedy seller guy, I'm here, and that's and then he just goes, I'm here, and then boom, it's over. And I was like, oh, that's kind of short, <laughs> but okay, yeah, all right. So we were pretty close on that. Yeah. Um, there's a good one. Aziz Ansar. I can't say his name. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Aziz Ansari. Um, all right. So we've got to pick a couple of things for next week. Now, uh, was that was Aziz me? I picked or, both. Oh, you picked both. Okay. Yeah, I picked okay. both because we took a, a week off. So I can do one or the other. Whichever one you want to do, I'll pick the other. And we'll uh, get back on the every other thing. Uh, Unless you want to do both. It doesn't matter. I can do both. I've got, uh, I have got this list of comedy specials that we, nice. <laughs> that, we nice. that we can do. So we have plenty to do on that. And so who are you going to choose? Cause there's another, there's a new one that just came out. Did you see it? There are a bunch of new ones. I know, but like literally I, I just popped up on Netflix. Last time I turned this, I hit my Netflix on You're talking about the earthquake one. Yeah. Earthquake, uh, and also Miss Pat has a new one. Oh, I didn't. She does. Y'all want to hear something crazy? <laughs> yeah, trust me, it will be. Yep. Um, you know what I'm going with though. Let's hear it. And and this is uh going to be funny to to be a white guy that we just talked about two black people having new specials. I'm going to skip right over those and go to another white guy. And it is Ryan Long. And as a matter of fact, is Ryan Long's uh special is called White Immigrant. Uh, it's on you. It's on YouTube. This guy, I think he's been in a stand-up comedian for a while, but he is, um, especially over the last few years, he's what's, been. What's really, his name? Ryan. What? Ryan Long. Um, he has been really big on creating content on like YouTube and uh, Instagram and those kind of things. He makes. He does like man on the street interviews and and basically is funny to people and makes mm-hmm. them uncomfortable and all that kind of stuff. And also makes like, like short videos, almost like short films that for two or three minutes with other funny people or his friends or whatever. Um, and he can be pretty funny. He can be pretty funny. I'm not, I'm not as familiar with his standup as I am with his content that he produces like that, 
but it's all comedy. And I, I like his sense, his comedic sensibilities. He was just on the bonfire too. Uh, if those guys have yawn, I'm almost automatically a fan. Absolutely. So, uh, so we're going Ryan long white immigrant. It's on YouTube. Uh, that's what we'll go with for there. And I think for Mount Rushmore, that's always the harder one for me, without a doubt. Um, I'm going to go the Mount Rushmore of. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, I'm yeah. I've in. been thinking about that one for a long time. And I'll tell you what, I'm excited because it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of research. And uh, um, man, I just thought of one. I just thought of one. You got to tell me if we've done this already. Okay. Have we done the Mount Rushmore of colors? <laughs> um, it feels like we had to, but I don't think so. Okay, black and white don't count because they're not. I just found out the other day those aren't colors. See, you know what? Black and white are so, not colors. See, somebody There's, I somebody I dated a while ago told me that because my favorite color is black. My favorite color <laughs> is black, and and so and there she's like, no, it's not. It's not a color. Okay, I'm sorry. It is, and it is my favorite color because it's a color. It's in a Crayola box. It's a color. You know what? We're using black and white. If it's in the Crayola, Crayola, that's what we'll call it. Favorite crayon or Mount Rushmore of crayon colors. Okay. And yes, I say crayon. All you crayons uh, out there, yeah. I don't really care. I so, am a crayon person. So Chris is a, Chris is a weirdo. So we've established <laughs> that now. And uh, uh, <laughs> look, you know, look pronunciation of words means nothing you you don't have to pronounce anything correctly just go on twitter just go on almost anything watch uh watch uh theo von's podcast with miss pat that i just watched earlier today neither one of them pronounced anything correctly oh my gosh (laughs) theo von had miss pat on yeah it was actually really good that has got to be the greatest thing in the world it was funny Oh my God! It's funny. Check that out. This past oh, weekend is is Theo Vaughn's podcast, and he had Miss Pat on. Um, pretty funny. So let's do. I love that. We are doing the Mount Rushmore. Thank you, by the way, for rescuing me. Absolutely. Uh, colors, and we are doing uh, Ryan Long. Yeah. All right, man. That sounds good. And we'll have a whole week. So baseball's back. Congratulations to baseball. Uh, not sure if any Cincinnati teams are even going to be in the NCAA tournament. However, we are still going to have an NCAA tournament, and that's going to be starting uh, next week. So we'll put all our stuff on, get all our picks in, uh, sleepers and Cinderellas and, you know, Final Fours and champions, and we'll do the whole thing, um, and we'll go from there, man. I'm excited. It's going to be a good week. I'm super stoked as well. So until next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on.